Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. This week, we're going to give you the details about our giveaway. They'll be coming up just after the intro song, so make sure you stick around and listen to those. Uh, Obviously, we're going to cover our main segments, Beef Lifestyle, What the Feed, Google This. Uh, We're going to throw in a little conspiracy talk. Uh, We'll get into some movie talk, a little Sap MDB and Sneaky Good Song. After that, you know we got to give you some NBA talk. Uh, Luca, LeBron, Mello, and we'll round out with the NBA there. Talk college, dirty to me, Chandler. College football, uh, some big wins, big losses, uh, and Mizzou sucks again. We'll talk about all that. And then we'll round up with the NFL, discuss international games and why they blow. Same with the PI review, cover our top four, bottom four, and then go over gambling, give you some winners. How's that sound? Nothing but winners. I guaranteed them last week and pretty much delivered. So, But before we get to all that, I'm going to read a quick ad from our guys at Fertilizer Service Company. You know what they do. They're keeping that northwest Missouri soil fertile. They're helping you grow the best crops whenever you need. They're out there grinding their fucking asses off right now for you guys because they're the good shit company and they give you the shirt off their back. So if you need them, hit them up at 660-686-2402 or make, and make sure to like them on their Facebook page. They're off Highway 59 in Fairfax, Missouri. And as always, they're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. Mild my soul, I gave it all, but loving you was never easy. start with lifestyle or beef beef because i got i mean my beef is maybe something you can relate to right now my beef my beef is drunk me uh Uh, so i'm drunk yeah i mean we might as well address that yeah Yeah. uh which is fine we've done many a drunk podcast it's just been a minute i think both of us have been so busy yeah they used to be a lot more regular but i used to not be able to like i was recording a library for you guys you listeners, that's how much mm-hmm. I care. Can't do it anymore. Y- y'all just warned me out. I had to get hammered. Here I am. You're like uh, Kitty Foreman. You just got all the fucking little, you know, the little kid. You just walk in and Alex just pouring the tequila into the blender. Just this is my Jordan flu game. Oh, oh boy. Uh, but anyways, get back to my beef. <laughs> it's drunk me because he really loves spending my fucking money. Um, Go off, King. We. Uh, Mackenzie and I decided to go to the upscale thrift store while intoxicated girl, on Saturday. If you're unfamiliar, and ended up dropping a, a pretty little penny on a nice fleece and some t-shirts because I'm addicted to the thrift store. But anyways, what what is your beef of the week? So my beef of the week is toilet paper. Good old TP. Here's the thing: is I'm not a TP elitist, but since I have been in the District of Columbia. The capital of the U.S. I haven't gotten anything better than fucking two-ply. Here's the thing. I'm not against two-ply. But if you're going to take care and get that nice, sweet caress of the asshole, you're not going to use two-ply. This is going to be a long episode. There's more than 
there there's a three ply. Is that what you're implying? Anything that's not pokeable, just a little whoop. I'm so like confused. Chris okay, so there's <laughs> there's. Are you just talking about like not? I'm because I think you can judge. You can tell a lot by a person by the toilet paper they keep in their bathroom. Hey, uh, you know what? I haven't lived with you in probably three months, but I guarantee if you go into my closet right now, there's some Charmin. There's small fucking Charmin that is just. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. Well, we're we're bathroom mates. It's okay. Fair enough. Sweet little caress of the booty butt. Yeah, I think toilet paper is uh, quintessential. I don't oh, think you, you don't skimp on toilet paper. That's for sure. You don't skimp on toilet paper. You don't skip on haircuts. And so we're going to move right on to your beef because neither of those things relate. I already said my beef, you drunk fuck. Is that the beginning right. of the episode? But I'll give you my lifestyle. I love it. Go ahead. My, my lifestyle tip is... Don't care about your fantasy football team or teams if you're like me and you can't say no to a bunch of leagues. It makes it go by so much easier because my teams fucking suck and it's miserable and I just don't care and it just helps it helps ease the pain of really sucking at fantasy football. Well, I realized today that my uh, season was futile in my uh, fantasy football league, so uh, 100% on that train. You jumping on board? I like that. You got a tip for the boys and girls? Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Always. Well, my lifestyle tip was the toilet paper because uh, I'm 100% sober and was ahead mm. of you. But I'm going to go ahead with my beef, and that is MSNBC reporter who decided that it would – honestly, it's such a great long con. I, I'm a little jealous, but Chris Matthews has over the years decided that it would be a great idea to just fart while they're interviewing people and blame it on the interviewee and so if you google this you know look it up on twitter chris has multiple times just ripped ass and a hundred percent either blames on the interviewee or lets them deal with the aftermath of the sound smell whatever it may be i got a little booty butt beef for both my things lifestyle and beef of the week Keep it clean. Yeah, you're all you're an ass man through and through. Never not been. Big mm. facts. Can't dispute it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. So, what's the what the feed? Yeah, let's just let's just get on with it. Uh, so I'm just scrolling through my Twitter today, and I see this random account just uh, says a thread of some wife guys. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? A wife guy? So I start going through, and it's comparing all these guys, all these husbands who have – I mean it's basically just fucking screenshots of headlines. So uh, like I'll just read you the first one. How an elf and a group of gamers exposed a predatory YouTuber husband obsessed with soliciting nudes. And it, uh, it said elf wife guy was the, the title. And it just goes through, and it's all these absurd – like a lot of them, you'll remember. Um, it's the the don't email me, don't email my wife guy, and he, he just this guy just spray painted don't email my wife stop now on his neighbor's garage door. Um, most of them are are uh, extremely funny. There's um, uh, my wife. I was gonna say my wife left her Facebook open wife guy, and father of four reveals how much he discovered in his wife's. Wife of 10 years was having multiple affairs when she left her Facebook open. 
Uh, I'll go. I'll retweet it from the pod account, but uh, it's a nice little thread. It gives you a little confidence booster. What was your what the feed this week? What what made you stop in your tracks? You first and foremost. So my what the feed this week is uh, a little feed from the Ocho. If mm. you uh, don't remember, one of the best sports movies of all time, Dodgeball. The Ocho is excessive sports, and my what the feed is chess boxing. So first and foremost, I think it's important to mention that in order to qualify for chess boxing, you have to have a chess score of 1,800 points. To say that I know what that means would be an absolute lie, but... Really good. (laughs) Do do you have more information? Better than average. Fantastic. So if it doesn't end in a KO, which obviously means that you win, it typically chess draw which then goes into boxing points but just what the hell it like honestly it's a whole league where from round to round you go in you chess you box i have no idea how many rounds how much time it's fantastic it's a great sport you need to look it up and the ocho covers uh, it the ocho covers so you're telling me to to be a commenter on this topic you have to know everything about chess and boxing like (laughs) or do they just have that's what i'm saying or do they just have like Mike Tyson sitting next to like a nerdy chess player, and they like both comment either Which side of it. Would you like more? I would like him to do the chess side. Mike Tyson do the chess side, and the chess guy do the boxing. I 100 percent agree, and I'm gonna be honest. I have zero idea because I've watched one match, but I was just like, "What the hell is this shit?" So, yeah, you got it. That's I, one of those sports, or like, I guess it's a sport where you have to watch it like ten times before you even understand what the fuck's going on. Now I know a little bit. You know a little bit. Just the tip. That's all we know, and that's all we need. So, let's go into a Google this, uh, where we tell you what to Google on the potty. So my Google this this week is the nuclear tomb. Nothing to do with World War Two, but the nuclear tomb has broke open in the Marshall Islands and plutonium is leaking into the Pacific Ocean and uh, you know the United States does what they do when uh, you know shit like that happens in uh, GTFO nuclear tomb that we have used to test all of our nukes was like I'm done with keeping the shit in uh, you know like I talked before there's another level of earth under Europe and it's the same sort of thing. It's just like, hey, we're done with this shit. We're going to give it out. Earth 1, humans 0. When you first started this, I thought you were going to tell me about uh, Harrison Ford starring in a new Indiana Jones movie. Because Nuclear Tomb sounds like the perfect fucking, what it would be like the sixth Indiana Jones movie. Doesn't it sound like a great millennial version? Honestly, good point. It does. Where it's like, it's the one where Harrison Ford is now passing on the Indiana Jones to like, the new professor. You say it that way, and it sounds like he's passing it on to Iron Man. Tony Stark? He's dead. Spoiler. Oh, no, you're not going <laughs> to fucking get me on the spoiler <laughs> shit. I mean, he won't be dead for long because Marvel's going to remake all the movies and make a billion dollars again. Like They're they're run by Disney, so that's what they're going to do. Uh, it's cyclical in nature. But my, my Google this is something that you and I both enjoy on occasion, sometimes too often. And that would be eating at Chick-fil-A. And I don't know if you saw, but today they said that in 2020, they're going to stop giving money to anti-LGBTQ organizations. Good job, Chick-fil-A. Popeye's really hurting them, huh? Yeah, they had, they're pulling out all the stops. 
except for a juicier chicken sandwich. What'd you what'd you say? A juicier for a juicier chicken sandwich. That's not true at all. Chick fil A sandwich is better, even though I've never had Popeyes. Okay, well, your opinion doesn't matter then, and you're wrong. Always matters. Let me give me some of this conspiracy corner we're talking about. Alex trying to we're trying to implement a little new segment here where basically Alec uses his uh, his knowledge of conspiracies and aliens and such and bangs it on my head like a helmet. Some would say that uh, it's reminiscent of certain NFL players of the previous. You haven't seen the meme. Just replace aliens with what I'm currently about to talk about. Not to diminish my sneaky good song this week, which is Unwritten by Natasha Benningfield. Just 100% slept on. Just a banger. Go and like my Twitter. Uh, just a quick little shout out to at DJ Bill Clinton. You but, just shout out yourself right now? Yeah. What's up with it? You got a problem? That's so fucked. You can't just, out, you can't just shout out yourself. It's done. This week in the conspiracy corner, parents catch FBI in a plot to force mentally ill son to being a right-wing terrorist. And they are currently in legal assertions to get monetary compensation back from the FBI because this man was schizophrenic and on an FBI watch list. And because of that, they had fed him certain information to make him a terrorist. If, uh, you pay any sort of attention, and I guarantee you, you don't to this level, because I am a whack job. You will know that the FBI has interfered in Bolivia, has interfered all the way back in the U.S. to at least the JFK shooting and the Oklahoma City bombing. In Canada, it's happening. It's all over, and they're targeting weak individuals that will absolutely you know, just turn on their fellow citizen and they really targeted him because he posted on message boards that, you know, obviously uh, made him susceptible to this sort of thought. And essentially he was groomed, armed, and entrapped by FBI agents. And thus the parents thought it was such a prominent legal stance with evidence that they could, you know, sue the FBI and uh, stay woke. Very Check interesting. I think that if you keep talking about that, your FBI agent's going to kick in your door and fucking take you to prison. Probably no, the same first cell. Time. Probably the same cell where they kept Epstein, which is where I thought you were going to go with your conspiracy theory or your conspiracy corner, because today turns out two um, prosecutors were charged. So the, the prosecutors the charged two, two people who were watching over his jail cell were charged. Yeah, two him. correctional officers who guarded Jeffrey Epstein the night he died with falsifying prison records. Weeks behind, they're absolutely going to be exonerated. As well as if you look at the pictures, and I will say that I am not a death expert. Shout out our theme song, who is a mortician. From the information that I've gathered he would not swell up to the extent that is exemplified by the pictures. Thus, Epstein didn't kill himself. You probably already knew this, but uh, look into it a little bit more. And uh, and that was Hensley's conspiracy corner. Yeah, just, so now we're going to move on into a little SAP MDB. So I, I think we may have mentioned this earlier, but uh, between the Between Two Ferns movie 
that came out on Netflix. I finally watched it here recently. It's a pretty good movie, but the fucking gag reel or bloopers at the end is worth watching the whole movie. Like I might just fast forward and just watch to those, honestly. It's you like tell. all the it's like Zach Galifianakis and the actors that he's fucking doing this hilarious interviews with, like busting up laughing to like he uh, he asked Matthew McConaughey what the weed budget was on True Detectives. They both started laughing. Or he goes, "What's what was the weed budget on True Detectives, and how much have you smoked tonight?" And they both started fucking laughing. So yeah, that's my tip. Hot tip. You got a sneaky good song. Oh, you already gave that out. So uh, now that we're done with that, go ahead and tell the people about. Oh the yes, we got fuck, going. I forgot about that. So we have out right now. It is pinned to our Twitter profile. It is a giveaway. We're doing a t-shirt giveaway, custom, one of a kind. We talked about this last episode. And I apologize for forgetting to to mention it, but we kind of just jump right in. So if you Not go to fault. our if you go to our Twitter profile, uh, we have pinned to the profile. It's at at S N K Y Athletic Pod. It's the giveaway tweet. What you have to do is you go ahead and retweet and drop a like, and you're entered to win the contest. We're also going to be putting a picture up on Instagram, and all you have to do is like the picture, and you'll also be entered in um the more retweets likes whatever the more entries you'll have uh, like i said it'll be a one-of-a-kind thing it will be the winner will be picked black friday let's just say i'm gonna say it right then winner will be picked on black friday like i'm gonna make it with the old man back home we'll get whoever wins we'll dm you we'll get your size uh, and get your address and i'm gonna make it it'll be one of a kind t-shirt opportunity and then i'll mail it to you and you'll have it forever to cherish and to hold, to love and behold. I rhymed hold with hold. I've never been married before, so I'm not very good with wedding vows. But it'll be yours forever and ever. Amen. So make sure to go retweet and like on our pin tweet on our Twitter. And then like and follow on Instagram. So now that we've talked about the giveaway, let's talk about some sports ball. What do you think about Luca? Is Luca yeah. peaking? Is he peaking too early? Luca. The Dallas Maverick. Honestly, I like I think they're the GOP because they just love white males. Honestly, tell me that Chris Stapps doesn't look like he was a Hitler youth. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he was in Rocky Four. Luca, the only other player besides uh Yurgo to score a forty point triple double under twenty one. Just amazing how they have such a good drafting ability. To be honest, the fact that he plays point guard is still a little bit baffling to me because his step back is so fantastic, but he can guard, honestly, like one through four if you really ask him to. He's the future. Just sit back, relax, watch him work. He's really good, and he's fun to watch. I mean, like, he he makes all of his teammates better. He's fun to watch, uh, and hopefully he's going to be here for a really long time because I don't want to stop watching him play basketball. He's extremely fun i mean he's obviously in an elite category with a lot of his early statistics already if you're being compared to lebron who speaking of lebron can't stop won't stop he's still performing so well at year 17 it's fucking insane you're such a bootlicker i've always loved him i've loved him for so long i'm not a bootlicker. i know you're a lebron sam but i'm gonna be honest i'm sick of it just be old pack oh, it up with him yeah Absolutely. He is he's being too good. He just needs to realize that it's time for him to just like 
you know, mail it into the playoffs, to be honest with you, because he is playing fantastic both sides of the ball. The Lakers are one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in the league, as well as LeBron is like taking three pointers from like 10, five feet back, like not even giving a care in the world. Like just calm down, buddy. Like, Dude, we Dwight, get it. Dwight Howard hasn't looked this good in years. Uh, literally ever. Dwight Howard has never looked this good. Well, he's he also making... never played with somebody as good as LeBron and Anthony Davis, but still he looks like he's rejuvenated, revived. I think I'm going to pile in Dwight Howard with JaVale McGee. And you know what makes you look like a really great five? A top three of all time for Anthony Davis. He's top three all time? Go ahead. Debate it. I mean, Tim Duncan has got to be up there. I don't I can't, I don't know. I'm really bad at listening because I don't know the guys who are classified as fours and fives. But I, I don't know about all, all time yet. Uh, I mean, he's not... He hasn't even won anything. So, I mean, give him give him a little bit, and we can start talking about that. Uh, oh, um, so we count rings? So you're going to tell me that Dwight Howard is uh, currently better than shit? I don't know. Uh, who'd you say was one of your favorite NBA players last week? Uh, he plays for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jokic? Just trash uh, comparatively, according to your standard. That's a terrible analogy. Talking about I, rings, baby. We're talking. I was talking about fun to watch compared to all-time greatness. I can hear the ranks calling. Call Drake. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you got me there. You know there. who can't hear the ranks calling? Mellow. Absolutely, baby. Devil yeah. Zero, according to the number of rings that he has in his all-time career, the most decorated Olympian in basketball of all time, is uh, not going to do shit for the Portland Trailblazers, and I'm honestly a little bit upset about it. You bite your tongue. Won't contribute. Tonight he made a three and did the three of the dome. Like, my first comment when I first saw it, I just wrote it down in my notes app, and I was like, is the first play going to be ISO or ISO? Like, <laughs> Melo's first play is going to be an ISO play where he jacks up a three. Name something know. else on the Portland Trailblazers offensive scheme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, I can't. ISO Dame? I forget who their shooting guard is. Wow. You always get him confused with Bradley Beal because essentially they're the same player. CJ McCollum. McCollum. That's and, weird because I, I can see his face. Yeah, and, and Melo. It, it's just the ISO game. You know who gets uh, barely to the second round, if not game seven of the first round that way? Portland Trailblazers. You're not even giving any effort. It is the Houston Rockets, baby. Oh, yeah. That is very true. They're playing well, but they're not going to keep it up. I uh, I think that everybody should go and watch it while it lasts. They're fun to watch, um, and we've talked about this 100%. before. If they're in, they're even more fun to watch when they're in a city with really low number and poor quality of strip clubs. Well, specifically James Harden at that point. Otherwise, like Russ just takes over. Like it's not a bad little combo. I thought it was gonna work a lot worse, but like Daryl Morey, you know, he does his thing. Like I really thought that his space and pace was uh gonna be inhibited by russell westbrook but he's just been a uh, facilitator yeah i mean they're the nba i'm still not in full nba mode uh, as you are but I, I i really do enjoy watching it and i love when teams are good uh but you were talking to me earlier uh you'd mentioned this something about a, a female head coach the first ever yeah like i said we're we're doing uh we're breaking the league so Pop, of course, pulled a pop move. 
and got ejected from the game. And so we had our first female NBA head coach of all time. So the Spurs have a assistant coach who is a female and is right under pop. And so since he went out, she was number one. And of course she fought hard, you know, drew up tons of good plays and lost the game. So that's so yeah. fun. <laughs> Sexual bias. So let's go. Hey, did you bet the over in the Northern Illinois Eastern Michigan game? Yeah, my bets hit, baby. <laughs> it just hit. It just hit. The over just hit. Okay. Wait, did you just you just did it straight up then, huh? Yeah, I just uh, did it straight yeah, up. I, I teased it. Honestly, I just checked and uh, oh, There's Bowling Green or uh, some team put up like oh, sixty six. Ohio, Ohio put up sixty six. So that's our little, this is, folks. Welcome to the Maction segment in the middle. I I was watching the game live with 52 seconds left. Northern Illinois uh, scored a touchdown to cover the over against Eastern Michigan. Let's go! Big time win. Big time Tuesday win. Oh, 100. percent We're both living it, loving it. Let's move right into college football. Uh, you know who isn't living it and loving it, and that's Minnesota because what goes up must come down, folks. And they took that. They went into Iowa City and took that fat L. Whenever I die, I want you. This is on record. I truly want to have a Viking funeral, row the boat, because at least it will continue on, unlike the Minnesota season, which is fucking going to crash and burn like my funeral. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate – like I do think they're really good, um, but I I do, yeah. They're much better than like a they're Missouri. They're, be- they're better than us. True, but that's a low uh, bar. I think they're a top 25 team. Yeah, 17-25, really- sure. I'm really mad that I was off one week on them because I bet against them. You know, I've been flip-flopping on them. Anyways, I'm done with them. All right, Lonely Island. There there was a big SEC win and a big SEC loss, but Georgia beating Auburn and getting that top four bid. Did you have them on your card last week? They were one of my Ws. I will say that. Nice work. And honestly, that the reason why I took them and the reason why they showed up is Georgia's run D. Auburn couldn't run the ball. Even whenever they tried to run with Bo Nix, which was, as far as I knew from the third quarter, I'm not sure about after the fourth quarter, as of the third quarter, Bo Nix was their top leading rusher. Like, that's just not going to get you to that championship level. Like, Bo Nix is not a Deshaun Watson. He's not a whoever, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah. He's not that guy. Like He's 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 not a Heisman frontrunner. 100%, 100%, without a doubt. And so I think that Georgia is a fantastic team, and that leads me to the question, are they better than Alabama? With with Alabama without Tua, they might be. And it depends on how Jake Fromm actually plays because Georgia's defense 100%. is legit. They, uh, I had the that under on my card last week, so that smashed because nobody's putting up points on this Georgia team, and they're just going to run the ball down your throat, run the damn ball. And as long as Jake Fromm didn't turn it over, they win games. Like that's all that happened against South Carolina. He kept I'm so happy for you that this over hit because they're now in victory formation. Just an FYI. Yeah, I mean that was fourth and three, fifty seconds left. Like if they didn't score right there, that was the game. Like, it love was it, it was it. crazy. So fucking tight. I love gambling so much. Okay, I do think that now that two is down, Georgia is better than Alabama. Oh, a hundred percent. Let's just get a little bit into your top four of the college football season. Well, my top four in college football, obviously, I got to keep LSU uh, right up there at the top. Yep. They've played the best teams. They've beat the best teams. They Coach O, like we talked about, it just shows up in big games. Joe Burrow 
It's a great quarterback. That defense isn't, I don't think, is as good as in years past, but it's still a great defense and can can help them win games. Uh, then I have Ohio State good at enough. two. Ohio State's at two. Justin Fields, electric. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. though they're, they're getting uh, – I lost his name, but basically the number one draft pick next year, that defensive end for them, they're getting him back because of this whatever suspension. I don't even know exactly what went down. He, he loved his girlfriend, apparently. Man, remember Manti Teo's girlfriend? I, honestly, if I remember right, she was just an absolute dime, like almost unbelievable. Yeah, like so much that like my imagination couldn't even come up with someone that beautiful. But his I, I wish I had that sort of game to truly conceive and put in front of myself the opportunity to pull in such a dime that, you know, is honestly, she's like a dime times negative one, maybe negative one times negative one. I'm not sure Whoa. if that joke hit because uh, not a math guy. Yeah, uh, it's square root of negative one. Thank you. That's that's an imaginary number to explain it to everybody. Okay. Uh, now that we're past that, Clemson, like I said two weeks ago, I, I blogged about it. They are just going to coast their way into this playoffs because they don't play anybody. Um, and their fans get so mad online and have all these statistics in their back pocket about their schedule and shit because they have the easiest schedule. So they have to come up with all these like fluky, weird statistics. Um, but, yeah, they're just going to walk their way into at least a playoff bid because – they're not going to lose a game, and they have to respect them. And then, uh, like we just said, I think Georgia's better than Alabama. I know so Alabama. I have another question. Who's going to walk themselves into a bowl game that they're not necessarily prepared for? Oklahoma or Baylor? Oklahoma. Because Jalen Hurts is going to be full-on NFL mode. Jalen Hurts is good. You He's, know what? I hate to say it. I hate to break this mold. I know that there's not a lot of people out there saying it. But you know what? I'm going to be brave. Good for I'm going to say it. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. And Lincoln Riley is a great offensive coach in college football. He, his system, I think I could go down there and be a Heisman candidate. Uh, he, he puts him in the right mind. I don't know 100% where like Jalen Hurts' mindset is going to be at. Coming from Alabama and you're basically in the championship game every year to now playing some fucking bowl game. Uh, and then he's like mm. thinking about thinking about the NFL and getting that payday. I know he's a hard worker, and I'm not questioning that. It's just a lot of things come into play that late in the year. I think one of these Pac-12 teams is going to get a really big bowl and get stomped out by, like, a Penn State. Like, I think Oregon is going to end up playing, like, Wisconsin or Penn State in a big bowl and get fucking worked. But that's just right. my opinion. Well, to finish on our little college football here, Go off on Mizzou. Let's see what you're debating TJ Moe about this week. Barry Odom had a meeting with Mizzou's athletic director today. And when you have to say in a conversation with the athletic director, so I asked Odom if he thinks there's a question about whether he will be here next year. He points out a lot of the positives over the last four years. When you have to generalize and you can't be like, yeah, no, we had these marquee wins and we got these marquee recruits and we did this. Like when you try to call it like positives, you're fucking backtracking real quick. The Mizzou against Florida, that was the easiest fucking money I made all weekend betting on Florida. It was too easy. Barry Odom also had this statistic in his back pocket. Uh, Odom says he met with uh, Jim Sterk and Deputy AD. Uh, points out he won more games through his first four years than any Mizzou coach since Warren Powers. It's like, why the fuck do you know that statistic? You Shout only know, 
Yeah, shout out, shout out Jake Sergis for the uh, the plug. He was actually pointed out both of those to me. But it's like, why do you have? It's the same reason like Clemson has those stupid ass regular season statistics put in their back pocket. It's like you only do that because you know you're going to get into a sticky situation in an argument, so you need to pull out some crazy ass statistic to make yourself seem right. It's fucking embarrassing. Our offense just doesn't show up. Our defense is okay for the first time in four years. Bolton is extremely good. Our linebacker, he should be a first or second round draft pick. I just want to watch a good football team. Great letter Kenny reference. Let's go on to a bruised, battered, just idiotic, fast guy reference. Um, you might think that I'm talking about for Scout. Truly, I'm talking about Tyreek Hill and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I wish the Chiefs could just stay healthy for one week. It would be, fucking be fantastic. Awesome. It would be so much fun if they could. Um, but hey, they did get a win. And like my friend Barry Griffith says, a win is a win is a win. I don't know. There were a lot of things that I took away from that game. One, I love having Philip Rivers in my division. I've loved that for many years. Uh, he looks like he's throwing, uh, with a straight jacket on. He, the chiefs have the best divisional record out of any division and any leader over. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how many years, but it's better than the Patriots. The cutoff that they gave. I 100% agree, and uh, truly, my only other notes are Patrick Mahomes, mm. smiley face, O-line, frowny face, hard-hitting news. Yeah, I mean, his his offensive line wasn't great. Chiefs defense actually played pretty well. I mean, they intercepted oh, Phil yeah. Rivers four times. I think Frank Clark had an amazing game. I think Tyron Matthew had a great game as well. He had a pick that could have really sealed the, inter- sealed the uh, game. I think the Chiefs play calling down the stretch, which is this is shown a couple of times when we have a slim lead in the fourth quarter, has been okay at best. It kind of sucks when we're just running the ball, running the ball, throwing to the flat. And at least we didn't mismanage some timeouts. That that was great. Honestly, it seemed like uh, that once in a fortnight game that you know Andy Reid has, where he's like, oh, you know what, uh, shit doesn't matter. So let me actually manage these timeouts correctly. Yeah, I thought Mahomes' knee looked great yesterday. He ran for almost 60 yards as a career high. I thought he was getting out of the pocket, looked great. Throws were a little off. I mean, he's also playing at 75,000, 7,500 feet, excuse me, not 75,000 feet. Azteca, way up there. To get into that, not only was Philip Rivers terrible, but the field turf was also terrible. The thing was coming up in chunks. Supposedly, it got an A grade from the NFL. It was shredding apart with every single step. Every time Nicole Hardman made a cut, a chunk of turf the size of a basketball went flying in the air. It was insane. How does that even get – how does that happen? I'm not here to hate on the field. I'm here to be pro-international games. I think you got you just got to fix it. So the London games need to have a better time. Earlier this year, they had one that started at noon, which I think is 6 p.m. out there or something like that. Great. I'm all for London games that start at noon here, 1 p.m. Eastern time for you big city trash time zone just Uh, so everybody knows i live in the eastern time zone it is absolutely the worst i do not want to hear any complaints central and mountain are the best so yeah as long as the the ones over in london start around noon and then if you're gonna play in mexico just have a better fucking field i don't understand it shit was driving me crazy so my only thing is uh completely disagree with uh time slotting is uh let's just have a 9 a.m game I, see those I half the time I miss them or yeah. I don't get my bed in I'll wake up put it on like, replay I don't give a fuck 
but I don't get my bed in because I forget to bed it the night before. And then I'm like waking up, rub my eyes. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, it's 945. You know what? Downstairs. You're right. This multi-billion dollar business should cater to you and your $5 bets on Bovada. Well, guess what? I'm the fucking majority, so they probably should cater to me. I'm speaking for the people. Very white nationalist of you. White had nothing to do with it, Alec, and you know that. Don't put words in my mouth. Well, it is what it is, and you are what you are. And to uh, continue on that, I would just like to say, continue to bet against Cincinnati because, God, how trash are they? They're bad, and I uh, I would say continue to bet against the Redskins because for some reason they were favorites in this last week, and I made a lot of money off them. I bet the Jets. It Let's awesome. just use that to get right into our top four, bottom four of the NFL. Yeah, so uh, top four is not changing much. I got the Ravens at the top. Yep. They uh, they they looked unstoppable against the Texans, who I thought were a legit team, uh, which I still think they are pretty good, but we'll see how they do against the Colts this week. But Deshaun Watson didn't look fantastic they also got kind of screwed over by a P- pass interference call um, don't get me fucking started on these pass interference calls they're, it needs they're to so not trash. be a rule no here's the thing is i think it's a great it, it truly is but you shouldn't use the pass interference to just reconfirm your error and that's what it seems like it is there are so many times that we you know challenge or we review a pass interference call and it's like yeah you know what we fucked it up but we're gonna stick by it that's absolutely trash it's not a good referee standing that's not people a don't good like to admit that they the were NFL. wrong i don't disagree with that but whenever someone goes hey you know what i can review this review this and slow-mo and hey obviously travis kelsey was tackled before he you know was able to get to this ball X receiver was tackled before he could, you know, make a turn or, you know what, the receiver just absolutely held the defensive back, not letting him get his arms up to truly pick this ball off. It's just absolutely trash. Like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of the NFL receivers. And Go off, I, King. Go I'm off. on this hill, and it's it's just trash. Like, how egotistical do you have to absolutely be to truly think that, you know what, I am better than slow-mo replay, and I get that that absolutely hyper-analyzes your decisions, but you know what? It doesn't give you an excuse to blatantly miss calls and be like, you know what? Uh, New York said it's eh, so we're going to go ahead and go with it. It's just absolutely not true 98% of the time. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. I need you to take a deep breath. (sighs) Sorry sorry I didn't know your trigger warnings before – before the pod my my apologies i do agree with you on a lot of the things and it did cost me the over the only bet that i gave out last week that was a loss uh not to give any spoilers out but uh yeah i was five and one last week no big deal okay so i got ravens they're they're looking great uh 49ers i their defense is still a legitimate force I don't know. They didn't. They kind of slipped up against the Cardinals. the The score is a little misleading because of that last second touchdown. They really won that game by four. I still think they're really good. And that's a divisional opponent, yeah. But I don't think the Cardinals are that great. But I have to respect the the Forty ers still. I'm gonna keep them above the Patriots just because I've had them that way, and I fucking hate the Patriots. I'm gonna keep them back. And Patriots offense does not look that great. Patriots defense looks better than the Forty ers offense, but the Forty ers offense looks better than the Patriots offense. Tom Brady right. starting to show his age. Patriots defense looks better. Niners offense looks better. It's not what you said, but go off. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> the Patriots defense is legit. Really 
stuffed Carson Wentz. Uh, and then I have rounding out because the man is playing his ass off Seahawks, Russell Wilson, MVP candidate. Okay. Go, go ahead with your bottom floor. Go off. So my bottom four, Matt Patricia and the lions. You got to have a better defense than that. You can't be giving up. I know Dak is going off and having a great year. I mean, the Cowboys are slowly climbing. They've had a really easy schedule. You're out of um, your goddamn mind. The Lions are the first team in my bottom four because they should be a lot better. They gave up 440 yards. As in 28 touchdown. or 32? They're the at Lions? 28. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're at the, the, the top of my bottom four. And then I have the Giants next. I know they didn't play, but they still suck really bad. They have to be in there. Sa- bad picks. Saquon's hurt. Uh, they're not going to be very good. All right. And then then I have the Bengals. I know they haven't won a game, but they at least give me some effort and they're banged up way more than they ever really like deserve to be. They don't have AJ Green, they don't have Andy Dalton. They they don't deserve this hate. Uh, I, I just dropped Redskins. all of my notes. I'm so dumbfounded just enough. They don't deserve the hate. They're missing their best player. Sure. Who's a top 5 wide receiver in the league with literally me throwing to him at quarterback. Jeff Driscoll. I mean, I have the Redskins at the bottom. The Redskins. Right, well, the Redskins have beat. The Redskins have only beaten the Dolphins. You're wrong. You're you're wrong. Here's the you're here's wrong. the correct bottom four for uh, you listeners out there. It's Cincinnati. They haven't won a game. They're the most trash team in the NFL. After that, you know what? You you were pretty close with uh, Washington there. Next least amount of wins. Uh, although they might be up and up, it's just not worth it. Uh, Miami on the up and up. They just lost to the Jets at home. Their only win was against Miami. Yeah, yeah. They're better than whenever they fired their head coach. I don't know. Did you see that video of Haskins talking to his offensive line? Don't care. He was literally like, "What can I do to help you help me?" And they were just like, "Leave me alone, bro." They didn't even look at him. <laughs> and that's their, that's the quarterback talking to the offensive line. That's a rough look. Maybe he needs to be better. You know, uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's on him. So we got Miami Dolphins number one, truly number 29, uh, worst in the league, just trash. And just because, honestly, I'm, I'm only putting him in this list, well, the team in this list, because each week they creatively deceive my mind on the ability to give up interceptions. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. That they were close for there uh, for me as well because it's not only the quarterback who's throwing interceptions like it's the whole team chipping in to call oh, these interceptions yeah. and fumbles. And it's things. insane. It's a circus. It's a circus. They would be at number twenty-seven for me. They're right there. That's fair. So let me go ahead and start off at five with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, honestly, they'd be ranked higher. It's an online issue. So above them at number four, I have the Green Bay. Packers. The Fudge Packers. No real reason besides Aaron Rodgers. Uh, fair. After that. Which is fair. Yeah, you know, he, he is who he is. Um, same reason that Kansas City's there, regardless of their trash offensive line. 49ers. You lost a game. That's all I got for you. Uh, New England. Uh, they're only at two because they lost to the Ravens, which means the Ravens are at number one. And that's the top four, bottom four. You remember not too long ago? Beginning the football season when we had a friend, Alex Rodenberg, text us to bet on Lamar Jackson at like plus 2,500 to win MVP or whatever it was. It was like plus 13 or plus 1,500. I bet we laughed them off. Yeah. 
I was like, no, dude, take Mahomes. I Rough. fucked up so bad. But shout speaking out. of that, shout out Rodenberg. Was that what I was about to say? Yeah. I think he did take it. I think he put a couple units down. Uh, but speaking of gambling, let's get into it. How'd you do last week? Two and four, baby. So Two and uh, five and one. I got the spread on New England. New England, Georgia, hit it. Not a worry in the world. If you listen to last week's episode, you know my losers. Not really into losses. I'm moving forward, moving on. Mm. So this week, I got for you. Stick one with them if they're winning, baby. We got New England again. We got Georgia minus 13 and a half because run defense. We're on the damn ball. 100%. Top of that, Hawaii at Hawaii. You always take that over. It's just like it's gospel. The over? Okay. Gospel. Over 51. Not a big deal. Oh, that's Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii scores minimum like 30 points. Again, I'm going to add that to my list as my bonus. Boise State, Utah, over 53. Boise State be scoring points. Utah be not that great at keeping points off the board. Boise State's defense is not great, so over 53 on that one. And then uh, we're going to take the NBA Thursday home games. So that means both Milwaukee money line as well as Phoenix because they're going to be playing the Pelicans off of back to back who has five injured players, which gives them nine on their roster. And oh, boy. Not a good look. That's so, not their main players. Phoenix, Suns, shout out to them. I've been a huge hater if you've been a listener throughout this year. Um, they're 7-5. They're turning around. Darren Ayton, the second he comes back, I really have a lot of faith in this team. They were able to keep up with the Celtics, who might be one of the best teams in the league. If they're playing a team on a back-to-back, and they're at home. I got them. I got them on the money line. Parlay that bitch. You got it. All right. So uh, just to review my pick, since I had such a good week last week, I had Bama minus 21.5, even though Tua went down. Nailed that pick. Revenge game. Um, Florida minus 7. Easy money. Georgia Auburn under 44. Quick and easy W. I missed on the Texans versus Rams over 49.5 just because of that. Uh, trigger word for Alec, which is pass interference review. Mm. Uh, and then I had the Jets plus one and a half. If the Redskins are ever favored in the game, just take the other team. Um, Honestly, why do we even allow coach challenges? I Good question. They're taking them away more and more. And then I had New England <sighs> minus four. Um, so this week, another round of winners for everyone, just what the doctor ordered. So I have A&M versus Georgia under 45. Take it to the house. We're going to keep riding these Georgia unders. I Love have Texas. That. Honestly, I, that was one of my bonus picks potentially because AM doesn't run the ball great. They throw the ball. And truly, if you look at who AM has played, just trash teams. Every team that they played that has been good, they have lost, as well as those teams haven't had great defense if they have had fantastic offenses. So, yeah, AM not going to put up the over. Florida. Or sorry, Georgia, not a high-scoring team, but a great defensive team. A hundred percent agree with that. The recipe couldn't condone that more. So I then I have Texas versus Baylor. Baylor minus five and a half. They're coming off a big loss to Oklahoma. Uh, come out rivalry game in Texas. I don't think Texas is back at all. I think Sam Ellinger is going to have a terrible game, and Baylor wins that one by six points. Then I have Purdue versus Wisconsin over 47.5. I think Wisconsin's going to run it down Purdue's throat and score 48 on their own. So 
Are you going to trust know. Wisconsin to uh, actually fall through with a game plan? That's bull to you. It's Purdue, man. They don't. Hey, you on a hot streak, baby. Guess Go what? On. Guess what? Drew Brees isn't running out that tunnel. Okay. All right. Okay. Now we got that settled. Uh, moving <laughs> on to the NFL, I have Seattle is for some reason favor or underdogs by a point and a half to Philadelphia right now. Um, gonna smash that. I know Philadelphia took a big loss, but um, this is kind of the end of their tough schedule, and then they move on to a pretty easy schedule to round out. Uh, Seattle is legit. I, I think they're gonna. I, I think I might go money line on that game as well. Denver versus Buffalo. Buffalo minus four. Denver's not very good. Backup quarterback going to Buffalo. I know they both play in the cold and everything, but Bills Mafia is a different kind of team. Uh, Buffalo is a different kind of atmosphere. I think that the Bills defense is legit, and they're going to hold uh, Broncos to single-digit points. Single-digit points. Mark it down. So all that the Bills have to do is score two touchdowns. Okay, and then my last winner that I'm giving out, Baltimore minus 3.5 versus the Rams. Ravens are rolling. Might as well hop on the train, everybody. Uh, Alec, you got anything else for this week? Let them know about the T-shirt again, to be honest So, yeah, once again, go to our Twitter, retweet, and like the pinned tweet. Tomorrow there will be a post on Instagram. Make sure you like that, and make sure you're following. If you see it, you just make sure you like it, and then you will be entered into a chance to win a one-of-a-kind T-shirt that you will only own. There will not be more than one made. I will... We will decide the winner on Black Friday. I'll have it made. I will contact you via DMs, get your address and your size, get it made for you, and get it shipped to you. And you'll have it before Christmas. But be on the lookout. Contest giveaways. That does it for this week. We love you guys. Stay athletic. Check out the website. I know that was late.